All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome in, footballers, to another Thursday night box score breakdown. As always, it's me, David Bracey, here with my main man, Chris. Chris, what's going on, bro? Uh, you, you know how it is. Like, I think we're all uh, going through a hard time here, but the, the game goes on. Yep. Yeah, I think... Uh... Like I said earlier, I think I'm, I'm still kind of in a state of shock. Um, I'm sure that that's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And like you said, this is the this is the grieving process here. So we're going to keep going. I know that that's what that's what Kobe would want us to do. We're going to keep going. We're going to get this box score going tonight. Um, but before we dive right into it, uh, anything new? What's been going on with you? Not a whole lot. Just. The same old, same old, and um, always looking forward to this uh, Thursday podcast. 
How about you? Anything new? Oh, yeah, man. Same here. Um, just excited to get another box score rolling. Um, trying to starting to try my hand a little bit more at sports wagering. Um, I'm not a not a pro like yourself yet, but the experts here at Hootball have definitely um, helped guide me and steer me in the right direction. I know that <clears throat> you've been placing a little bit a little bit of wagers as of lately. Uh, how's that been looking for you? Uh, it's been going all right. Uh, I am no pro by any means. Uh, I'm totally relying on the boys at Hootball Gaming. And um, yeah, they've been doing a great job. I have, uh, I'm definitely over 50%. That's what I'll tell you. So if you listen to the boys, you'll come out on top. I mean, it's gambling. So you win some, you lose some. But as long as you're over that 50%, I think you're doing all right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think shooting 50-50 on, uh, on any kind of gambling um, is, is doing pretty good in my personal opinion. So as Chris said, the guys at Hootball Gaming have got you covered. Definitely give them a follow on Twitter. Um, they got all the need-to-know info to get you uh, get you going on the right foot. So let's go ahead and <clears throat> attack these box scores tonight. We're going to start off with the Toronto Raptors pulling out a win here against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 115-109. to 109. On the Toronto side of the ball, there was some concern about OG Ananobi, but he was in the starting lineup tonight. 31 minutes for nine points on four of nine shooting. Contributed a three with three rebounds. No defensive stats and assists and two turnovers. Pascal Siakam got 33 minutes tonight for 19 points on five of 12 shooting. Struggled with the shot, but contributed a three with eight of 10 from the free throw line. And also chipped in five rebounds, two assists, a block, four steals, three turnovers. So you definitely love the defensive stats from Siakam tonight, even with the poor field goal percentage. In the middle, Serge Ibaka in place for uh, <clears throat> Marcus All, who was out of the lineup tonight. 33 minutes for 26 points on 10 of 14 shooting. He had three threes, a perfect 3-3 from the free throw line, four rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, and only one turnover. Um, so the Ibaka train looks like it's back on, and he's going to be rolling here, especially if Gasol is out of the lineup for an extended period of time. Um, so definitely uh, look for them to lean pretty heavily on Ibaka in the middle there. FVV, Fred Van Vliet, got 36 minutes tonight for eight points on three of 13 shooting. Also struggled with the shot, but gave you two threes, seven rebounds, 12 assists, a steal, and two turnovers. Um, the assist numbers continue to pile up for FVV, and he's been playing really, really well this season. And then Kyle Lowry at the point guard, 36 minutes for 23 points on eight of 16 shooting. Gave you two threes, went five of six from the free throw line. Also contributed five rebounds, five assists four steals, no blocks, and three turnovers. Off of the bench, Norman Powell got 25 minutes for 16 points on 5 of 12 shooting. Gave you three threes and went three or four from the free throw line. Also chipped in five rebounds, a steal, and a turnover. Patrick McCall got 20 minutes for four points on two of two shooting. Missed his only free throw attempt and chipped in three rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a turnover. Uh, Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis got 14 and seven minutes respectively. Um, Boucher in those 14 minutes had 10 points on four or five shooting, also contributed four rebounds and a block. And then Terrence Davis in the seven minutes did absolutely nothing, um, contributed a steal and assist, a rebound, and no points. So <clears throat> with Marcus Hall being out of the lineup, with OG Ananobi kind of struggling with the shot as of late, I'm sure that we are going to see uh, maybe a little bit more usage out of Norman Powell um, off of the bench here. He got the he got the high off of the bench for 25 minutes tonight and definitely contributed from a points perspective. 
Um, so look for that to be something that I, in my opinion, could continue. Um, do you have any, do you have any thoughts about the Toronto Raptors, Chris? Uh, you, you nailed it. Um, yeah. Like what's Gasol out, Ibaka isn't going to eat and yeah, they just keep rolling with him. And, um, yeah, as tonight's game was, was pretty, well, probably overshooting a bit on the points front, but, uh, I think you can expect to get more rebounds out of him. And yeah, like, and it's nice to see Powell bounces back after a couple of rough ones from him. And he should continue to he does provide that scoring punch off the bench. So, yeah, he, he will provide some value. Um, while Gosso is out, um, where, what do you think um, Boucher's luck, outlook is like? Yeah, you know, I... I want to believe, you know, I think that this is still a wait and see, in my personal opinion. I wouldn't be rushing to the wire to grab him um, just because I'm wondering what it's going to look like when they also have RHJ back in the lineup running Al Jefferson because he was out of the lineup tonight as well. Um, Because I know previously when Gasol was out of the lineup, it ended up being RHJ soaking up most of those usage, uh, most of that usage in those minutes. So I do have concerns about that trend um, repeating itself in Gasol's absence but like you said I mean Abaka is the guy who you want to own truthfully uh, with Gasol being out of the lineup Boucher is has some tantalizing defensive upside but I just think he's he's going to continue to see very limited minutes and with those limited minutes definitely a very low usage rate so I'm hesitant definitely wait and see but I wouldn't be rushing yeah I agree with you 100% I think um yeah, I think they would lean more towards uh, RHJ if he is available. So, yeah. Now, moving on to the Cleveland side, we have um, Kevin Love and Sexton doing most of the work. Kevin Love had 23 points on A of 13 shooting with six three-pointers, five rebounds, and four assists, and also chipped in a steal. At the other four spot, we had Chetty Osman, only contributed eight points on three of eight shooting with two three-pointers, five rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Colin Sexton had 23 points on nine of 17 shooting, fairly efficient. Only one three-pointer, contributed four rebounds and four assists, as well as a steal and a block. Darius Garland also had a Fairly good shooting game by his standards, 7 of 16 for 16 points. Had one three-pointers, five rebounds, and eight assists. This is one of his uh, better games for the past little bit. But um, he's inconsistent. But I think um, he's a hold if you you have the luxury to do so. Hopefully, he's going to, like, turn him around as he learned the game. And, yeah, you, you see the flashes here and there. So we'll see how that goes for the second half of the season. Now, the man in the middle, Tristan Thompson, started, played 26 minutes at two points, 12 rebounds, one assist, and no defensive stats. Coming off the bench, we have Kevin Porter Jr. leading all bench with 28 
minutes, had 13 points on five of nine shooting, two three-pointers, three rebounds, one assist, and one steal. But he had seven turnovers, which is which we heard in nine cat. And uh, we have also have Larry Nance Jr. continues to roll with 13 points on five of ten shooting and nine rebounds, and also chipped in with a block. The rest of the bench is not not that much to see. Alfonso McKinney played 18 minutes, didn't hit a shot from the field, only hit his two free throws with that two points, five four rebounds and two steals. John Hansen, 11 minutes, had two points and five rebounds and a block. Dante Axon has seven points on in six minutes. And yeah, the, there's really not much to see here other than um, Larry Nance Jr. and Kevin Porter Jr. off the bench here. Uh, anything else you see here that I haven't mentioned? No, I definitely agree with you. Um, wondering what Kevin Porter Jr.'s outlook is going to look like here as the season kind of rounds out. I kind of mentioned that on the Tuesday box score. I think that he might have some uh, silly season uh, boom potential. So definitely um, <clears throat> kind of kind of keeping my eye on him as the season progresses. And then, like you said, Larry Nance Jr. is going to continue to roll, in my personal opinion. I'm a big fan. I uh, like what he's been doing. Hopefully Tristan Thompson gets moved out of there here soon uh, with the deadline fast approaching. Um, but but if not, I think even still, it looks like Nansen and Thompson were about dead even tonight in minutes. So I think uh, his outlook is looking pretty strong. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to head right over to the next game here. We saw the Charlotte Hornets losing to the Washington Wizards, 107 to 121. On the Charlotte side of the ball, Miles Bridges had 34 minutes tonight for 23 points on 8 to 17 shooting. Gave you three threes and went four or four from the free throw line. Also contributed six rebounds, three assists, two steals, no blocks, and no turnovers. PJ Washington in 22 minutes had 15 points on seven and 10 shooting, very efficient. Went one or four from the free throw line, not so efficient. But contributed a rebound, an assist, a steal, no blocks, and one turnover. Cody Zeller, man in the middle of the night for 24 minutes, nine points on three of nine shooting. Went three or five from the free throw line adding seven rebounds, seven assists, a block, and only one turnover. So you like the uh, you like the high-volume um, assist from Zeller tonight. Definitely un, uh, uncharacteristic, but you'll take it. Devontae Graham had 35 minutes tonight for 11 points on 4-13 shooting. Gave you three threes on 11 attempts. No free throw attempts tonight, but also contributed three rebounds, eight assists, three steals, and a turnover. Terry Rozier in 37 minutes had 21 points on 8 of 21 shooting. Gave you a 3, went 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Also added 7 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, a block, and 2 turnovers. So you'll definitely take the defensive stats tonight from Rozier. Um, he's really been rolling as of late, scoring points in bunches. Uh, so you definitely like to see that production coming from Rozier, a guy who we did have some concerns about because we know that he definitely has some hesitations chucking those shots. Off of the bench, Malik Monk in 27 minutes had seven points on three of 12 shooting. Also struggled with his shot tonight, but did add a three, gave you four rebounds, three assists, a turnover, and no defensive stats. Willie Aaron Gomez in 19 minutes had 12 points on six of eight shooting. Also added four rebounds, an assist, a block, and a steal. 
Cody Martin got 23 minutes tonight for seven points on three to six shooting. Gave you a three as well as six rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a turnover. And then Marvin Williams in 15 minutes only had two points on one of three shooting. Added two assists, no defensive stats. I'm sorry, a block, um, no steals, no turnovers, and no rebounds. Um, as I said, uh, I think Malik Monk is a guy who definitely has, again, some end-of-season potential. I think as the Hornets really uh, tank and head to the bottom of the Eastern Conference here, they are going to have all the incentive in the world to really push this youth movement, which it looks like they are truthfully in the middle of right now, especially with Cody Martin getting 23 minutes tonight. So definitely look at guys like Monk, maybe like Cody Martin. Uh, Dwayne Bacon was out of the lineup tonight, but guys like Dwayne Bacon, uh, I think that Charlotte's going to just continue to ride the hot hand night in, night out. Um, and eventually Terry Rogier and Devontae Graham um, are going to, well, Terry Rogier eventually is going to cool down and Devontae Graham will eventually snap out of the shooting slump. So look for um, some things to normalize as far as the Charlotte Hornets starters go. And then as far as the bench, um, I would just say sit back and get ready because it's going to be it's going to probably be a pretty wild ride. Um, what are your thoughts as far as the Charlotte Hornets go um, bench and starters? Um, you pretty much nailed it. Um, I think Graham's, Graham's shooting slump is, uh, has been a prolonged one. And But while he's dishing out those times and getting those three steals, you, you just got to keep rolling with it. And um, he's getting the minutes, and he's going to chuck. The three three-pointers is not too shabby. Just the efficiency is not going to be there. So expect to get to have him drag down your percentages, but uh, counting the counting numbers are there. Yeah, and I love your point on the on the on the bench guys and Charlotte just kind of making that switch and develop, try to give the young guys more run down the road. So that's very likely to be the case. Now they they're not going to be they're not going to carry your fantasy team, but you could get some value out of them, definitely. Now, going to the Washington side, it was the Bradley Beal show, as usual. He was superb tonight with 34 points on 7 of 16 shooting, with 6 of 12 from downtown, and 14 of 15 from the charity strike, making his living at the, at the foul line tonight. And he almost triple-doubled. He had nine rebounds and nine assists and also chipped in with the block. So big night from Beal, that's for sure. And I, uh, the, the only other starter in double-digit scoring is Isaiah Thomas. He had 18 points on 6 of 14 shooting, hit four three-pointers, and has six rebounds and one assist, but no defensive stats. Isaac Bongat had nine points in his 28 minutes on three of seven shooting, one three-pointer, five rebounds, one assist, and one block. Yamahimi continues to get the start at center, had six points on three of five shooting, added eight rebounds, one assist, and a block. Gary Payton, the second, had um, played only 15 minutes as a starter, had two points on one of three shooting, had four rebounds, one assist. 
Coming off the bench, we have Troy Brown playing 34 minutes. He continues to provide fantasy value off the bench. Had 12 points tonight on 5 of 12 shooting with one three-pointer, six rebounds, one assist, and two steals. So contribution right across the board there. Quiet night from Davis Bertans. Only six points, hit only one shot from the field, which was a three-pointer, as as you can expect. And uh, four rebounds and one assist. No defensive stats. Ish Smith, as the backup point guard, had 11 points on five and nine shooting with one three-pointers, five rebounds, and seven assists. Thomas Bryan continues to come off the bench, but this is a second big night from him. Very efficient from the field, had 21 points on 9 of 11 shooting, and also had 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and chipped in with a block. A little high on the turnover side, had 5 turnovers, but I'll take that 9 of 11 shooting any day of the week. The Nothing much to see other than these guys. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think... Um, Bo, you can continue to count on from this Washington mess. <laughs> I don't know what else, how else to put it. And um, yeah, that, that's the guy you can count on. We keep waiting for Thomas Bryan to make that comeback to the starting lineup, but we'll so we'll see how the coaching staff decides to go. Maybe he'll come back after this, the All-Star break. The, like I said, the past couple of games has been good. It's been very efficient. And uh, it's been two good games. And I think the previous one, he played over 30 minutes, which is a good sign. So we'll see. Maybe he's just getting healthier, getting his legs under him. And I can't wait for him to put him back in the starting lineup. And as I mentioned, Troy Bound continues to provide some punch off the bench. Um, uh, something to note here, this is the fifth double-digit uh, double game from IT. Although the minutes has been hovering in the low 20s, but his usage is, has been back back up the past, um, past five games. So we'll see if this is... Uh, any sign of life from him, but his fantasy value is capped because of the lack of defensive stats. So it depends on what you, uh, while he's scoring in bunches, like he, he's definitely a points league target. But yeah, just know that he's um, pretty much all offense and no defense. Anything you see here, David? Um, no, Chris, I think uh, I think you nailed it. All right, we'll head into our third game for the night. <clears throat> we saw the Philadelphia 76ers lose to the Atlanta Hawks, 117-127. On the Philly side of the ball, it was definitely the starters carrying the load this evening. Ben Simmons got 42 minutes tonight for 31 points on 10 of 15 shooting, 11 of 13 from the free throw line. Very strong. You'll take that any night of the week. Also contributed six rebounds, five assists, four steals, and three turnovers. Tobias Harris, in 35 minutes, had 21 points 
on six of 15 shooting. No threes from Toby tonight, but went nine of 10 from the free throw line. Nine rebounds, four assists, no defensive stats, and also contributed three turnovers. Shake Milton, in 35 minutes, had a career-high 27 points on 7 of 12 shooting. Contributed five rebounds, went 8 of 10 from the free throw line. Also added <clears throat> five threes, six assists, a steal, and only one turnover. Matisse Thibel, in 17 minutes, had three points on 1 of 2 shooting. Went 1 of 3 from the free throw line, added two rebounds, two steals, no blocks, and no turnovers, as well as no assists. And then Joel Embiid at the center position in 34 minutes had 21 points on 8 of 14 shooting, added three threes, but unfortunately went two of seven from the free throw line, really struggled with his shot there tonight. Also adding 14 rebounds, three assists, a block, no steals, and two turnovers. Off of the bench, Furkan Korkmaz, Mike Scott, and Raul Neto all were around 20 minutes, but none of them did absolutely anything with it at all. So nothing really of note there. Um, as I said, Cork Moss, probably more of a three-point streamer than anything. Um, and tonight he was 0-7, so didn't really help you out very much there. Um, Milton is apparently going to continue to get the green light here in the absence of Josh, uh, Josh Richardson <clears throat> because Matisse Thibel is really not a shot maker. He's out there for his, for his defensive um, acumen, and we saw him get a couple steals tonight, so he did his job. Um, but as I said, it was really the starters tonight. Simmons, Milton, Harris, and Bede. <coughs> Excuse me. Thibault. I'm really carrying the, the brunt of the load here, really with Embiid, Tobias Harris, Milton, and Simmons, really carrying all the scoring load um, for the Sixers here. Chris, any thoughts from you about uh, about Philly? No, I think you pretty much covered it. I heard on the broadcast Shake Milton had a so this was a career night for me. Double his career high. His previous career high was 13 points. So yeah, like that's a big game from him. Oh, it was yeah. just lights out. And um, totally agree with you on Thibault. He's just a defensive specialist. So if you're looking for those defensive stats, you can stream them while Richardson is out. And but yeah, like just no. There's no there's no scoring coming from him at all. Now moving on to the Atlanta side. So yeah, like as David mentioned, uh, Philadelphia tonight was all starters. The bench was just not there, and Atlanta got out to an early lead and just never looked back. And there was a and Trey Young and Collins was doing their work. Trey on a big night with 39 points and 18 assists. Got three three-pointers, six rebounds, and also chipped in with two steals. So 18 assists. I was watching, I caught some of this game, and there was just a lot of defensive mishaps and ended up with a lot of easy buckets for the rest of Atlanta and Trey Young was just dishing it out. John Collins had a big double-double as well, 17 points on 8 of 13 shooting with 20 rebounds, but nothing else to see there. Zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks. DeAndre Hunter had 15 points on 6 of 12 shooting, 
with two three-pointers, two rebounds, and four assists. No defensive stats. Kevin Herter had 12 points on very efficient five of eight shooting with two three-pointers, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Damian Jones started at center at 14 points on six of eight shooting, has seven rebounds, one assist, a steal, and two blocks. Coming off the bench, Kim Reddish played almost 30 minutes, had 12 points on four of 10 shooting, had two three-pointers, two rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats. And half-man, half-amazing Vince Carter got Almost 24 minutes off the bench, have 14 points on four of eight shooting with two three-pointers, six rebounds, a steal, and a block. Just contribution right across the board at an age of 43. This guy is amazing, man. Um, so fantasy-wise, I think the only player we can count on from Atlanta outside of Trey Young and John Collins is Kevin Herter. But um, that's he. He's also kind of low end. I wouldn't say fringy, but like he's he's solid. He's solid. So you can expect the points to hover in the low teens and a, a couple of threes and just solid contribution right across the board. But uh, the youngsters, the youngsters, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, they have been getting some run and just like. How, uh, how Charlotte is, like these guys, they will get the run coming to, into the second half of the season. And as they get up to speed with the NBA game, I think um, things are looking up for these young guys. So if you're looking for some sneaky value off the wire, I know the Cam uh, Reddish is definitely should be more available than Hunter, but I'm pretty sure you can find some of these guys on the wires in your league. And yeah, definitely you can take a flyer on, on them and see how it goes. Anything else you see here, Dave? No, Chris, um, I agree with you. I definitely think uh, some of the Hawks are definitely worth uh, taking a flyer on just to kind of see how it all, um, how it all ends up panning out. Uh, definitely as we, as we all uh, know, the season is approaching um, silly season territory very, very quickly. And when silly season hits, anything can happen. So <laughs> definitely good to always uh, keep your keep a watchful eye on um, a lot of the teams that have a lot of this younger talent that they're really looking to develop because pretty soon it will be it will be all bets are off. Um, so speaking of all bets, that's a perfect opportunity for me to talk about our incredible sponsor, my bookie. Um, Big weekend coming up. Uh, been a rough week, as we all know, um, but we do have a, a big weekend coming up. Plenty to celebrate here with Super Bowl right around the corner. Um, maybe you're not a betting, maybe you're not a betting fan, uh, but you should be because my bookie makes it so easy to get paid. I mean, and who doesn't like getting paid? I, I know I personally love getting paid. I, I know my guy Chris loves getting paid. So I think that most people are going to fall into that category. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the Super Bowl, for the NBA, any league at all, MyBookie is where you want to go. Like I said, Super Bowl, football, 
NBA, basketball, Premier League, whatever you want, they've got it all. They've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can't beat that. You can pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you get a couple of big favorites this week. You know, we got, I think it's, we got 14 NBA games this weekend. We got the Super Bowl. Plenty to place a wager on. Parlay those wagers, betting multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the players than any other sports book around, and you can bet on it. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, halfway, all the way up to $1,000, a grand, a stack. It means if you deposit two grand, you get an extra grand in free money to play with. You heard me, an extra $1,000 in free money. All you have to do is use our promo code today to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is today. Get your extra cash for my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. All right, heading into the second half here of our six-game card tonight. We have the Golden State Warriors, unsurprisingly, losing to the Boston Celtics, 104 to 119. For the Warriors, Glenn Robinson got 27 minutes tonight, chipping in 11 points on 4 of 10 shooting, gave you a 3, went 2 of 2 from the free throw line, also added a rebound, 3 assists, a block, no steals, and only 1 turnover. Draymond Green in 27 minutes had 9 points on 3 of 8 shooting, gave you a 3 and went 2 of 4 from the free throw line, adding 4 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, no blocks, and 3 turnovers. Marquise Chris in 23 minutes had nine points on four of six shooting, but one of two from the free throw line, adding three rebounds and assists, two steals, and a block. Chris's per 36 defensive stats are very, very appetizing, um, and it looks like he's going to continue to be rolling out there at the center position, especially with uh, the Warriors parting ways with uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. So <clears throat> I like Chris definitely as a as a flyer, as a speculative ad. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely love the defensive, uh, the defensive versatility. Damian Lee in 31 minutes had 11 points on four of six shooting, adding a three and two of two from the free throw line. Also chipped in seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, no blocks, and two turnovers. So Lee kind of woke up a little bit after what had just been a brutal, brutal couple of outings from him. Um, if you dropped him, I definitely don't blame you. Um, and if he's still floating around on your waiver wire, maybe, uh, maybe wait and see, maybe a couple more games. But, um, but. This is definitely what you like to see from Lee heading in the right direction here. And then D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, 28 minutes tonight for 22 points on 7 of 17 shooting, adding three threes, going 5 of 5 from the free throw line, and also contributing three rebounds, five assists, three steals, four turnovers. Off the bench, Alec Burks in 24 minutes had 18 points on 5 of 10 shooting, adding three threes and going 5 of 6 from the free throw line, also contributing four rebounds. And I'm sorry, no assists, a steal, no blocks, and two turnovers. Jordan Poole got 18 minutes for five points on one of six shooting. Eric Pascal had four points on one of five shooting in 23 minutes. Omari Spellman got 21 minutes for seven points on two of six shooting. And Jacob Evans in 13 minutes had eight points on two of three shooting. Um, 
Spellman was really the only guy, I guess, of note off of the bench here tonight, along with those seven points. He also added a three, went two of two from the free throw line, added three rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks, and had two turnovers. Um, again, pretty limited minutes from Spellman tonight, but was definitely the most productive guy uh, behind Burks off of the bench here. Burks is somebody who has been floating around as a potential trade target here as we approach a trade deadline. So maybe if he gets uh, jettisoned out of Golden State, that will allow more usage to be taken up by guys like Pascal, by Spellman, um, because they definitely need those bodies down low <clears throat> because defensively they've been an absolute turnstile at the center position this season. As far as that goes, Kevin Looney's been out of the lineup. He was out of the lineup tonight. Um, D'Angelo Russell, really the only warrior that I would say that I quote-unquote trust. Outside of that, it is an absolute, I mean, it's a complete toss, every complete toss up every single night. You know what I mean? It, it, it's very hard to tell who's going to be the guy that you want to have on your roster when it's uh, when we're talking about the Warriors here um, on a night in night out basis. I think that the majority of these Warriors players are going to have <clears throat> very very situational opportunities um, to contribute from a fantasy perspective. So definitely do your research when thinking about adding a Warriors player. In my personal opinion. Um, because all the guys who are really worth owning have been owned and probably aren't going anywhere. Chris, what are your thoughts um, about the Golden State Warriors here? I agree with you 100%. And, um, yeah, um, Lee, I would – Damian Lee, there's just um, – that usage has just completely disappeared off of the earth. So, um, yeah, like, if you still ha- haven't cut him yet, like David said, this might be a turn for good things to come, but I have my doubts. So <laughs> you can cut them if you wish. Um, Marquise Chris been the talk of the town after he's taken over the center spot. So if you're looking for those defensive stats, it'll be a plug. And um, just on D'Angelo Russell, he has been hot and putting up on averages, I believe, top 20 value in nine cat leagues over the past two weeks. And if you ask me, this is the perfect sell high opportunity if you own D'Angelo Russell. Now, uh, moving on from to the Boston side, we have, we welcome back Jason Tatum. And this was definitely a good game to ease him back into the action. He played only 23 minutes, but had 20 points on 7-14 shooting. Had one three-pointer, six rebounds, two assists, and also had a steal and a block. So pretty good game considering he was, he's been off for three. Gordon Hayward has been awesome in Tatum's off, uh, absence. Tonight, he put up his fourth straight 20-point game with 25 points on 8 of 15 shooting, had three three-pointers, eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. In typical Gordon Hayward fashion, just contribution right across the board, and you can continue to count on him throughout the rest of the season. Kemba Walker wasn't very good from the field tonight, only 5 of 13 for 13 points. Uh, two three-pointers, four rebounds, and five assists, and also chipped in with two steals. Jalen Brown had 18 points on six of 13 shooting with two three-pointers, seven rebounds, two assists, 
and a steel and a block. The man in the middle, Daniel Tice, a bit of a down knife for Tice, five points and eight rebounds with uh, three assists and two steals. Tice has been rolling the past few games, so um, I'll, uh, I'll just write this one off as a one-off. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep rolling with him out there as um, they really don't have much competition outside of Cantor, uh, who's Cantor and both, both of their backup centers are injured at the moment, although Cantor should be back sooner than Robert Williams. So Tice, continue to roll with Tice out there. Um, coming off the bench, we have Marcus Smart, had 21 points on 8 of 16 shooting, also have five three-pointers, three rebounds, six assists, and a steal and a block. That's one of those outburst games from Marcus Smart. But we all know that's the that's not the scoring that we're counting on from him. So, but these games you will take them any day of the week. Samuel Jale also played almost 30 minutes, had nine points on three of five shooting with one three pointers, four rebounds, an assist, and two steals. And outside of that, not much more to see here. We have um, Grant Williams with four points and five rebounds, three assists and two steals in 16 minutes. And Brad Wanamaker played 14 minutes, but only three rebounds and two assists to show for it. Uh, Anything else you see here from Boston, David? No. uh no, I think you covered it, Chris. And then to our next game here, second to last game, <clears throat> one of the late games, we saw the Utah Jazz losing to the Denver Nuggets 100-106 to on the Utah side of the ball. Bohan Bogdanovich in 35 minutes had 18 points on 6-14 shooting, contributing 6 t- I'm sorry, 6 of 10 three-pointers, going 0-2 from the free throw line and adding six rebounds and assists, no defensive stats, and three turnovers. Royce O'Neal in 26 minutes had two points on one of three shooting, adding <coughs> two rebounds and assists, two block, no steals, and one turnover. Rudy Gobert in 37 minutes had 21 points on nine of 10 shooting, going three of six in the free throw line and contributing 11 rebounds, one assist, one steal, three blocks, and four turnovers. Joe Ingles in 33 minutes had eight points on three of eight shooting, also adding two threes, four rebounds, eight assists, a steal, no blocks, and no turnovers. Donovan Mitchell struggled mightily tonight in 34 minutes, adding four points on one of 12 shooting. Absolutely horrible. Um, Shot something around 8% from the field tonight. Really, really struggled with the shot. Went two and two from the free throw line. Also added five rebounds, eight assists, four turnovers, and no defensive stats. And then off of the bench, playing hero of the night, Jordan Clarkson, 30 minutes for 37 points on 13 of 22 shooting, seven three-pointers, four or five from the free throw line, two rebounds, two assists, a steal, and three turnovers. Um, Unfortunately, Clarkson's scoring barrage off of the bench did not give Utah the win here tonight. 
But definitely like Clarkson, uh, probably more suited for a points league setting. But definitely like his uh, his scoring potential. And as you see um, on nights when Donovan or one of the other starters doesn't get in the shot to fall, um, they can definitely rely on Clarkson. That's why they brought him in here. Um, Mike Connolly out of the lineup tonight, unsurprisingly. That is a situation that we are all very unfortunately aware of at this point. Emmanuel Moutier got 16 minutes off of the bench, but in my personal opinion, not a standard league guy. Um, neither is George Yang, um, and he got 14 minutes as well. Uh, any thoughts from you, Chris, as far as the Utah Jazz go? Pretty much, pretty much is going to be confined to the starters here. Um, Royce O'Neal, I guess you could you could say is more of a borderline guy, but um, yeah, really the value is going to be contained to the starters between Ingles, Mitchell, Gobert, and Bogdanovich. Yeah, O'Neal is just in there for his defense, so don't expect much. Kind of, um, kind of like your uh, Marcus Smart, probably even less on the scoring front. And yeah, I think you pretty much covered it. Uh, it's a, oh, just a bad game for Mitchell, so uh, not, not, not too on it. Uh, so the Utah lo- losing the game isn't that big of a surprise when your star shoots one of 12 from the field. I mean, he was scoreless through the first three quarters. <laughs> that's how, that's, that, that's the kind of night it was for Mitchell. So, yeah, um, I don't think there's anything. Uh, you pretty much covered it. So that's jumped over to the Denver side. We have the Joker, Nikola Jokic, with uh, 28 points on 11-19 shooting, one three-pointer, four rebounds, and running the show. With the point center at 10 assists, also chipped in with three steals, so one big night for Jokic. And um, we have Jeremy Grant filling in admirably for Millsap with uh, 15 points on five of 10 shooting, two three pointers, five rebounds, and also chipped in with an assist. Tory Craig had 13 points on six of 10 shooting. Had 10 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and two blocks. So very good game from Tory Craig there, a double double. Will Barton, Will Barton had 18 points on seven 16 shooting, uh, one three pointer, five rebounds, and one assist and a block. Monte Morris gets gets the start at point guard, at seven points on three of six shooting. With one three-pointers, a rebound, four assists, no defensive stats. Coming off the bench, we have Michael Porter Jr. Scoring 12 points in 25 minutes. On 5 of 11 shooting, two three-pointers, 12 rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. So pretty nice showing from MPJ there. Malik Beasley played 24 minutes. At seven points. A bit disappointing from the field, two, only two of eight, but did have one three pointer, three rebounds, four assists. The only other bench player worth noting is PJ Dozier, and he has six points on one of five shooting, one three pointer, three rebounds, and three assists. Yeah, that was a it was a pre by far the most exciting game of the night. We have uh, Denver kind of coming from behind, just pounded the Utah Jazz 
in the third quarter and got, took the lead from them. Tory Craig was all over the place, just hustling out there, as you can see from his the, the 10 rebounds and the steal and two blocks from Tory Craig. So while Denver is shorthanded, he might be of some value. So I'm sure most of you have out there have pretty much all picked up on the Jeremy Grant train here while Millsap is out and he continues to produce. Tonight it's no exception. So keep rolling with him. I don't know when Millsap is coming back, but it sounds like he's gonna be he's pretty getting close. So we'll keep monitoring that situation. Outside of that, I think um that's pretty much the story on the Denver side. We all know uh, Denver's a pretty deep team, so while they're out multiple starters, the the bench will pick up the 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 scoring load. So yeah, stream stream some of these guys if as you see fit, see what kind of category needs that you need, and you can run with some of these guys until the start, until the starters come back. Anything you want to say here for Denver? No, I agree with you about um, Jeremy Grant as well. Uh, I went and added him myself, and I've been uh, reaping the benefits there. So not sure, like you said, to your point um, about Millsap, not sure when Millsap's going to be coming back. But at this point, um, in my personal opinion, I'm hoping that it's no time soon because Jeremy Grant has been has been more than serviceable, and I'm definitely loving what he's been doing for Denver. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, and then as we take it into the last game to close out the night, we saw the Sacramento Kings get the win over the Los Angeles Clippers here, 124-103. to On the Kings' side of the ball, Harrison Barnes in 31 minutes had six points on 2-5 of shooting, with 2-2 from the free throw line, adding three rebounds, three assists, no steals, no blocks, and no turnovers. Nemanja Berlinka in 28 minutes had nine points on three of nine shooting, contributing two threes, going one of two from the free throw line, and adding eight rebounds and assists, no defensive stats, and two turnovers. Dwayne Dedman starting sans Rashawn Holmes, 30 minutes tonight for 11 points on four of eight shooting, gave you a three and went two of two from the free throw line, also adding 11 rebounds and assists, four steals, and Three blocks. So definitely love the cash counter tonight from Dwayne Dedman. Um, he's getting all the minutes he can handle right now. I know Rashawn Holmes is looking like he will be returning to contact work soon. So it appears that the uh, Dedman train is going to be a pretty short one here, but you definitely love the strong line from him tonight. Bogdan Bogdanovich in 25 minutes had 15 points on five of six shooting, adding four three-pointers and going one-on-one from the free throw line. Also having six rebounds, three assists, no defensive stats and a turnover. So I've been looking pretty strong in the starting lineup. De'Aaron Fox in 35 minutes had 34 points. 14 of 24 shooting, adding three threes, going three or five from the free throw line, also contributing three rebounds, eight assists, four steals, two blocks, and three turnovers. So again, six cash counters tonight from De'Aaron Fox. Went absolutely bananas. Off of the bench, Buddy Heald in 26 minutes had 19 points on seven to 14 shooting. Gave you five threes, also adding seven rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a turnover. 
Kent Bazemore got 19 minutes for eight points on three or seven shooting, adding two threes, five rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, and a steal. And then Corey Joseph in 32 minutes had 16 points on five of 12 shooting, giving you four three-pointers, going 2-2 from the free throw line, and adding two rebounds, seven assists, a steal, and a block. Um, as I said, Bogdanovich has been looking pretty strong in the starting lineup, uh, wondering what is going to end up happening with him as we post a trade deadline. If there have been some rumors regarding that, uh, Buddy has proven that he is perfectly capable of getting buckets in the starting lineup or off of the bench, as we saw the other night with his 42-point eruption. So definitely not really concerned too much about Buddy there. Um, his minutes were about dead even with Bogdanovich's as well. Um, and, yeah, like I said, uh, the Kings, once again, I mean, this is going to be – this is going to kind of be – we know who the Kings are. Um, Rashawn Holmes will be back very, very soon. That's going to obviously impact the production of Nemanja Bialinka, the production of Dwayne Dedman. Um, Harrison Barnes is a guy who I have – not been a fan of all season. Um, so there's really not a whole lot to discuss there. And then De'Aaron Fox in the lineup and healthy. He's been looking really strong. Um, definitely love the huge point output from him tonight. Um, and then Corey Joseph. I mean, when De'Aaron Fox is healthy and in the lineup, Corey Joseph really doesn't lend himself to a whole, whole lot of standard league value. So again, not a whole lot to discuss there. Maybe if you were ever in the need of some kind of streaming of assists, that could be a guy that you're leaning towards, but as I said, with Fox in the lineup, he's going to be the primary ball handler. And with Bogdanovich also in the lineup, he's going to be an ancillary ball handler as well as Buddy Heald. So Corey Joseph just finds himself getting pushed further and further back um, as far as ball handling and usage goes when the Kings are healthy and rolling. Um, any thoughts from you, Chris, about the Sacramento Kings? No, you pretty much covered it. Um Bielita sort of bounced back from a down game last game, so it's good to see. And he continues to provide value for this season because they just the, their front court just couldn't stay healthy. So, but yeah, it's definitely a good good to see that. Um, I believe Holmes is coming back soon, as you mentioned. But I think this news came out today that. Um, Bagley's looking to likely to be out for another three weeks. So keep riding Bielitsa because as long as one of those two is out, Bielitsa's going to continue to have value. Now um, let's jump over to the Clippers side. So this game was a blowout, but unexpectedly it was for, for the Sacramento Kings actually as um. Leonard was out this game for the Clippers, and Paul George made his comeback, but obviously not a great one. Still shaking off some of that rust. He played under 20 minutes and had eight points on two of 10 shooting, had one three-pointers, four rebounds, four assists, no defensive stats. Landry Shamit had 15 points in 31 minutes, was 5 of 10 from the field, all five coming from downtown. Also chipped in with two rebounds and three assists, but no defensive stats. Mo Harkless had only four points on two of eight shooting, had four rebounds and a block. Starting at center, Zubats, who had five points on one of seven shooting, and 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and a block. 
Patrick Beverly at point guard had 11 points on 4-7 shooting, three three-pointers, a rebound, and five assists. And also chipped in with a steal and a block in typical Patrick Beverly fashion. Coming off the bench, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell is doing work as usual. Both playing almost 30 minutes. Lou had 22 points on 7 of 22 shooting, one three-pointer, and was 7 of 7 from the three-throw line. He also chipped in with six assists and a steal. Montrez Harrell had 21 points on 9 of 16 shooting, also pulled down seven rebounds, and had three assists and three blocks. Other players of note coming off the bench here, we have Rodney Magruder scoring six points on two of three shooting with one three-pointer, three rebounds, and an assist, no defensive stats. And Jamichael Green had six points on two of six shootings, two three-pointers, seven rebounds, and also chipped in with two steals. So as I mentioned, uh, this is just an off game from the Clippers as Leonard is not there to provide the typical offense and Paul George is coming off of an injury. So we'll just have to write this game off. And Landry Shamit continues to be a be of value as a three-point streamer. But don't count on him giving you any de- defensive stats. And... If you have Lou Williams or Montrezl Harrell, you just keep rolling with them because that's that's the that's the one-two punch off the bench for the Clippers. So they will keep rolling out there. Now I have kind of been looking at Jamaico Green. He's providing some sneaky value. So if you're in the deeper leagues, kind of give him a look. Like he he's giving you some low-end points, but he is pulling down a fair bit of rebounds from, on a game-to-game basis. So while, while as long as he's getting the minutes off the bench, he's, um, he, he might be a worthwhile rebounding streamer for deeper leagues. Yeah, that's, that's all I have on the Clippers side, Dave. Yeah, I think you, I think you honestly covered it. Um, yeah, I think, I think you did a good job, Chris. Um, and that honestly is going to bring us uh, to the end of our our box score tonight. We only had the only had the sixth game card tonight. Um, pretty short, pretty simple, and always sweet. Um, Chris, is there anything coming up from you, uh, football related or otherwise, this week? No, nothing, nothing too exciting. Oh, I do want to give a plug because um. With the uh, with uh, you mentioned Super Bowl when we were talking about my bookie, and uh, for those of you that are interested in betting on the Super Bowl, definitely give our betting podcast a listen. And today's episode, Dan made a guest appearance, and it was he gave out some tips regarding the Super Bowl. So if you're interested, definitely give it a listen. The name is Today in Sports Betting. So go have a listen if you want to bet on the Super Bowl this year. Other than that, 
yeah, other than that, for those of you that want to hit me up on Twitter, you can follow me at, at CMENUBC, and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions regarding fantasy basketball. Where can the listener find you at, David? Yeah, find me on Twitter at DFB underscore three. Um, definitely shoot me any fantasy-related questions, um, anything going on in your league. And definitely, as I said on the Tuesday pod, uh, if you have any any good Kobe memories, any funny Kobe stories, any anything at all, um, definitely send them my way. I think uh, this is a great time for everybody to kind of lean on each other. And uh, one thing I will say in this tremendous amount of tragedy, uh, I've definitely loved all of the the vintage footage and uh, the old stories and uh, the stories you never heard and the stories that you thought you knew, but you <clears throat> just love hearing it over again. Um, so definitely send them my way. Um, all the prayers and love going out to Kobe's family and all the families of all the victims of, um, of the tragedy on Sunday. So <clears throat> not to close on a somber note, but definitely heavy on my mind this week. So, had to mention it. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, definitely prayers goes out to all the families impacted. And um, we're all continuing to march forward with a heavy heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mamba mentality for the rest of your life. That's the way it goes. Well, <coughs> well oh, excuse me. Once again, for another Thursday evening box score, I'm David Bracey. Thank you so much for tuning in. Chris, thank you as always. Um, looking forward to another box score with you next Thursday. Uh, tune in to us every t- every Thursday um, and catch me on Tuesdays with Hank attacking the box score. As always, thank you so much to our hoopballers and all our listeners out there. Chris, everybody, have a great evening and an awesome weekend. Good night, y'all. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.